Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Welcome, beautiful mama, to the Happy Mama Movement. Does perfectionism rule your life? This is something that so many of us struggle with in this day and age and time. This idea that we need to be getting it right all of the time. We think we need to be awesome in all areas of our life and when we're not, we crack, we break, we beat ourselves up, we feel like we fail. Some of us have these little snippets of perfection come into our lives, but they're manageable. But some of us, this rules us. But perfectionism can be your greatest teacher. Perfectionism can be a sign of exactly what you need to learn and where you need to go. And perfectionism can be reformed. This interview is with Mama Lisa Abramson. Mama of almost two, when we did this interview, she was pregnant with her second creator of Wise Mama, maternal health advocate, author, coach, an amazingly brave and authentic woman. Her story of what she's been through is profound. She has been broken by the perfectionism she put on herself and has learnt so much about surrender, about accepting where you are right now and what you are capable of and realising that everything is actually already perfect. Can't wait to share it with you. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor-Kabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted-to-busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self-development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. About three and a half years ago, I... uh became a mom when my precious daughter Lucy was born. Um, I was thrilled um, to get pregnant. My husband and I had been married for a few years and we were eager to start a family and we were fortunate enough to get pregnant right away. And so we were very excited and I had a pretty non-eventful 
pregnancy and, you know, we were preparing for the birth of Lucy and, you know, she came a few days early and again, not, not anything too, too um, out of the ordinary with, you know, as kind of standard delivery in a hospital. And she was in good health when she was born and uh, things were, were okay. Right at the beginning, we were, we were thrilled to, you know, and shell shocked to be new parents. And um, we went home and for me, my transition to motherhood was, um, I had quite thankfully a, a rare experience, but it was also very severe in that within about a month of giving birth to my daughter, Lucy, I found myself uh, in a psychiatric ward. I was there for 10 days, um, involuntarily held and, and locked in there because I had become so uh, unwell. I went from kind of normal baby blues and mood swings and kind of some normal adjustment and trouble coping with being a new mom and the lack of sleep, the hormones, and just the stress of trying to, you know, I had some trouble breastfeeding. Um, and then my daughter Lucy was losing weight and, and it just, it felt like the world was ending. And I had instantly, as soon as I had become a mom, I had failed it at everything I was supposed to be doing because she was losing weight and she wasn't growing and, um, and I was having trouble breastfeeding. So those kind of things ended up being quite traumatic and hard for me. And then on top of that, I was quite anxious and, and not able to sleep at night. And that really turned into mild confusion that then became very, very real and immense confusion and, and kind of paranoia that terrified me so much. Um, I ended up, you know, thinking I was being rational and, and telling my husband and, and my mom who were there by my side, you know, should, should I go kill myself? Will that make this all go away? Like, will it make it better? And, and I thought I was asking them a very sane and logical question because I really wanted to know, like, can I escape this frightening state of mind that I found myself in. Um, you know, I'd never had any previous mental illness or kind of trouble coping. I'd say I was on the opposite side of being quite, you know, put together, organized, um, someone who would say, Oh, you know, she's pretty even keeled. She seems to be always optimistic looking at the sunny side of things. And I was not that person at all. And, and it terrified me. Um, so I had quite a, a rocky experience, but I do feel thankful in in a strange way that because my experience was so severe and my family recognized immediately I was not acting like myself and I was not doing well, that I got the help that I needed. Um, even though it was severe to be hospitalized, I ended up with the right care and um, we spent 10 days there and then was in an outpatient program and then continued to do therapy and take medication for about six or nine months until I was stabilized and, you know, doing a lot better, hired a, a nanny, hired a night nurse so that I could sleep and rest and, and focus on my recovery. Um, so because it, it was so severe, I, I did get a lot of help and I think I got the, the right help and I was fortunate to be able to kind of bounce back from that 
quite, quite intense experience. So looking back now, what do you think happened? Do you have any insights? Do you understand? How do you feel about all of that now? Yeah, you know, I think for me being, you know, I would identify myself as sort of an overachiever, maybe a bit of a perfectionist and definitely someone on the the type A part of the spectrum. And I feel like uh, for me, it was really hard at first. I wanted to know why did this happen to me? Like, how did I make it happen? Like, why was it my, you know, was it my fault? What did I do wrong? And I, and that was honestly a, a really challenging part of the recovery was getting over that and letting go and just saying, you know, what, sometimes there's things bigger than us. And I think in the case of, you know, mental illness, especially in the case of a temporary and treatable condition like postpartum psychosis, sometimes there's just, you know, it's a bad draw of the cards and Mm -hmm. the combination of the hormones, the stress of being a new mom and then not sleeping just proved to be a really toxic combination for me. So I actually feel like I was able to start to recover and sort of find meaning in helping other new moms feel like they're not alone if they're suffering and especially helping them feel like, you know, what if you're having a difficult time transitioning into motherhood and you find yourself facing a maternal mental health disorder, it's not your fault. And you absolutely didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing you could have done differently to prevent it. Sometimes we just react differently to the situations at hand and kind of surrendering to that and realizing as much as I love to be in control, we are often not in control. In fact, I might even say now we're never really in -hmm. in control of of what's, you know, learning to let go, learning to surrender. I learned that lesson over and over again, especially as a new mom. And it doesn't get any easier, but the more that we can allow that sometimes there's things larger than us at play. Sometimes those are beautiful, positive forces. And sometimes there are things that challenge us, but letting go of that can be really helpful. And that's why I really wanted to speak to you because not only do you have an amazing insight and, and wisdom to share around those mental health challenges that some mamas have, but at some level, every single woman out there as she enters motherhood, even the second and the third time, each time it brings a journey of surrendering, of realising yeah. there's nothing that you have done wrong or nothing you could have changed. This is just part of the journey, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's so true. And and that's sort of the shift you make as you become a mom. You realise, um, you know, you might have been used to achieving things, accomplishing goals, being focused um and feeling like you are on track, moving towards a set and finite goal. Um, you know, motherhood requires a totally different mindset. There's no gold stars. You don't really get in, especially in the first few months, you don't even get any positive feedback. You don't even get a smile of like the baby telling you you're doing anything right. So it's basically, it's just no matter what your experience is, it is a huge mindset shift, especially if you identify as you know, um, kind of a professional woman, or you've had a, you know, career, and you feel like you have a strong identity there of being 
self-sufficient and accomplished. And then you shift into motherhood and, and it's hard to not feel like this new journey requires a totally different set of skills that are really the opposite of what you've been thriving in. Exactly. And I have to say my oldest is nine and a half and the the things that she's throwing at me now, it, it is just as hard as in those first few months yeah. when she doesn't give you a, when they don't give you a smile or there's no feedback as they enter the tween years, which is I'm starting to look at, it's yet another challenge of of trying to really see this as not something personal, as a a long-term growth that you're going through together. And everything that I've had to learn when she was a baby, I am still having to relearn now that she's going into 10. Um, And, you know, I have children aged from three up to nine and each of them, my goodness, those lessons never stop. (laughs) There are days I wish they would, but they don't. So Let's talk about what you now share. Let's talk about if a mum is listening and she has come to this time in her life with certain expectations of who she is, um, her achievements, her idea of success, her busyness, all of those things that we as modern women are so used to defining ourselves. How do we start to be okay with this time in our life, with being a mama, and make sure that we don't feel like we're losing ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, you know, I think it, just like you said, with the, you know, lessons that you're learning as you're approaching the teenage years, it's a process and being self-compassionate helps so much in that process of knowing you're not going to get it right the first time. And, that you're never really done, <laughs> unfortunately, mm-hmm. as you mentioned with this work. So it's um, it's a process. But I think, you know, there's a few, you know, practical things you can do to make that adjustment a little bit easier. And that's to, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, f- kind of throw away any rose-colored lenses or kind of mile-high expectations about what you think motherhood should be or how you think your kids should behave. Um, I have a friend who calls that shooting all over ourselves. And it's dangerous if you find yourself with a lot of expectations. Um, So trying to let some of those go of the way things should be and, and practicing mindfulness of just what's going on right now here in the moment. I also think, you know, saying no, um, is really important saying no to the things that don't align with your values and aren't nurturing your well-being and getting more and more um, protective over your time there. And then also allowing others to support you and knowing that that makes you stronger. You know, getting support is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength and self-assurance that you feel comfortable enough to allow others to help you. And um, and the quicker you can learn that lesson, the the happier you can be because you're not on this island trying to pretend like, oh, it, you know, it, it looks great. It's easy. I'm figuring it out on my own. The more, um, you know, in the way that you're speaking and to your, you know, ha- the happy mama audience is just like 
talking about the real truth that this is a journey. We don't, none of us are perfect. We don't get it right, but we're learning to accept ourselves, you know, the way we are and accept our children, the way that they're behaving, because that's really where we can find those moments of peace and also a a lot of joy. Mm. You're pregnant with your second child now, going into it a second time around. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I, I, it's been a journey. Um, you know, it was a journey to get uh, pregnant with number two. It was a little more challenging than the first time around. And of course, um, you know, building that resilience within me to feel comfortable to even try, (laughs) try again, took a few years. So, you know, my daughter is going to be three and a half when, um, our baby girl is born. So I I definitely needed some space and time to heal and feel like I was ready. Um, But each pregnancy, like they say, is different. So each has its, um, you know, challenges and ups and downs. And I've, you know, as I mentioned, that lesson of kind of surrendering to there's things you can control and there's things you can't control. Um, And I'm trying to practice what I teach about, you know, self-compassion and tapping into your intuition and, you know, whether it's a little sign, you know, after I had some tough news at our um, 20 week ultrasound, you know, the next day, I find that when I see butterflies, it's a good omen for me, which Mm. this has always been. And, and I saw, you know, two dancing by and, and a hummingbird almost ran at me into my head, which I also love <laughs> birds. So I said, you know, I'm taking that as a good sign because right now I need a, a little glimmer of hope and a positive sign. So it's kind of allowing yourself to, to do what nurtures you. Mm. I really want to ask Lisa, I want to ask you about whether you trust yourself now What I mean by that is because in my Reconnect program, I talk a lot about having this innate sense of trust in yourself that no matter what, you'll get through it. And, uh, you know, I talk about looking back at the really tough times, you know, perhaps Mm -hmm. it was during motherhood or pregnancy or birth, or perhaps it was a different time in your life completely. And how in the moment you might have thought this was too big, but in fact, you moved through it somehow. And to almost gather that as evidence for yourself, to really start believing that no matter what will come, I'm going to be okay. And I and I really wanted to hear your thoughts on that, because surely that's what you've had to find in yourself, having been through what you've been yeah. through and now having another pregnancy and, and stepping back into that arena again almost. Do you trust yourself? Yeah, no, I mean, it, again, it's strange to say that there are some gifts that come from, from those kind of crap experiences that we don't like, but there is truth. And, and I did find within me that I'm so much stronger and more resilient than I ever imagined. And I do trust myself. And um, I can't say that, you know, if, if it, you know, I'm finding myself 
in another, you know, experience with postpartum psychosis that in the moment I'll be able to connect to that. But I'm sure if I do face, you know, the exact same challenges, I feel like I'll be able to recover more quickly because I will be able to remember like, you know, everything pretty much, you know, blew up in my world and I still was able to, to rebuild and Mm. end up stronger and more resilient. I mean, it was one of these, I mean, it's almost comedic. It's so ridiculous. You know, here I was teaching people at, at companies like Google and LinkedIn and Salesforce about, um, mental well-being, you know, teaching them about mindfulness. And then I have a baby and I find myself so unwell. So I thought not only am I the world's worst mother because they've, you know, taken my daughter from me and locked me in a mental institution, but above and beyond, like who's ever going to hire me as a coach or as an inspirational speaker, because clearly I'm not well, like this is, you know, a pretty key indicator (laughs) that I've screwed up royally. So I thought, you know, pretty much overnight, my professional ambitions were out the door and I'd screwed up motherhood. And I thought also my husband, you know, what, how could he love someone that was just such a mess? I was always the, the telltale of, um, someone who was put together and, and I know he respected and loved that. And seeing that, you know, my family never stopped believing in me, never stopped loving me. My husband never doubted for a minute that that I would recover. I mean, it's it was touching and and I feel fortunate to have gotten through that. And I know that I can really I do think about that when I go through smaller challenges. Like I've been through much worse and that's comforting, even though it's strange <laughs> to mm. say it. Mm. And how did you make peace with that? How are you at peace with the fact that, you know, you did have that platform of speaking about mindfulness and mental health and can you see that now as as a strength? Yeah, I mean, I think it makes, well, one, it made me a lot more compassionate about the fact that, um, that having this experience made me realise that um, you know, mental illness is something a lot of people, you know, struggle with, and it's nothing they've done wrong. It's not their fault. And it, it kind of broke my heart open to see the struggles that I hadn't really seen around me, just with anyone with mental illness, especially with moms. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, for me, making peace with it was just owning the story and saying Mm -hmm. this happened and and it's it doesn't make me any more any less it's you know and the companies were still hiring me it was like whether or not they knew (laughs) knew about my past it still was my past it was still my lived experience so um and it was really freeing for me I think the full kind of circle on recovery came with doing a TEDx talk about my, my story and really sharing my experience and saying, you know, I'm an open book because if this can help at least one mom, it's worth it. Mm. So, um, you know, I almost like threw up when I first, you know, like got up there and was like trying to tell my story. It was definitely like a moment where I was shaking to the core, but, 
Um, but I've seen and you've know, gotten emails from mom saying, thank you for your story. We were able to get, you know, our family member the right treatment because we heard your talk. I mean, that that makes it all worth it. So just to get a really practical insight from you then, if we are going into a time in our life, or maybe we are at the moment, struggling to find that balance between being busy and thinking we need to have it all perfect and, and having that real connection to that self-identity, what one thing can we start doing as women and as mummers to, to drop that perfectionism and pressure on ourselves at the moment? Yeah, that's, um, that's a great question. I feel like there's... Um, yeah, I, for me, I think my meditation practice has been incredibly helpful, even if it's just, you know, five minutes a day to quiet your mind and kind of recenter yourself. That can help a lot to just let go of the noise. Um, and again, practicing, you know, self-compassion and talking to yourself like you would a friend you know, whatever you're struggling with, you know, I know when, you know, my daughter is, you know, throwing a tantrum like three or, you know, two and three year olds do, it can be really hard. You know, it can be really hard. And just acknowledging that, like, and saying to yourself with like a short self-compassion break, it's, you know, it, this is a tough, this is tough for me. You know, it's tough to hear someone, you know, someone you love upset and, you know, it can be annoying, but it can also just be sad to see and all of those emotions together. Um, and then saying like, I'm only human, like anyone, any mom who's like experiencing, you know, the recent tantrum I have was like outside of the American girl store. Cause I wouldn't buy my daughter, um, a hundred dollar doll. So she decided to like throw herself on the floor and go wild. And I was like, you know, like there's a lot of people staring at me right now. Like this is tough. And you know, anyone who had a child like throwing a full on tantrum on the floor would feel this way. Um, and then I just said, you know, like, what would I tell a friend? Like what I would tell a friend is, you know what? It happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And it doesn't make you a bad mom. This <laughs> exactly. is the thing, isn't it? We we use that as it's that evidence thing again. We we think that that's yeah. evidence that we're doing something wrong. It's not. It's evidence that you have a normal, healthy child who's pushing her boundaries. That's it. Exactly. That's the only yeah. thing it's doing. But, gee, it's it takes practice and mindfulness and compassion, as you said, to be able to do that in those moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, that can really help. And, um, you know, just it, I schedule time for, you know, self-care, like it, it like it's your oxygen mask, like it's vital for your well-being that you as a mom have time for yourself, for the things that make you you and make you happy. And, um, you know, I want everyone to like just throw out this idea of a you know, that a self-sacrificing, you know, mom that's giving, 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 that that's, you know, who we should be modeling. It's, it's not, that's a recipe for resentment and depletion and burnout. So mm -hmm. you need to find the, the things that, you know, fill your bucket and then know that you're worth it. And, and you need to do that so that you can then be 
the, you know, mom and you know, parent and spouse that you want to be. So it takes practice and it's, it's a, the little things add up a lot. So whether it's, um, you know, you need to tell your partner like, Hey, you know, you go to that birthday party with the children, you know, by yourself. Um, I'm going to just stay at home, you know, like I did last Saturday and decided I just needed some quiet time to myself. And, and, and saying, I, you know, I deserve this. This is okay. It's, it doesn't make me a bad mom. It, it makes me, I think quite the opposite. It makes me really excited when I'm reunited with my daughter and it makes me have much more to give. Beautiful. You're listening to the Happy Mama Movement. At the core of it, the Happy Mama Movement is all about one simple idea, that mamahood can be the greatest catalyst for change in a busy woman's life. So now for the big three questions. First of all, what has mamahood taught you about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think it's taught me that uh, to surrender that I'm really, I'm not, I'm not ever really in control and, and that's okay. So, um, I've sort of let go of a lot of things, but it's a process. Mm, it is such a process. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, as I'm saying that, I'm like, there's so many things I'm not letting go of. So it's a process. I'm working on it. I'm so Trust glad to I'm hear working you. on it, but I'll do an honest assessment that I, I'm doing medium at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm letting go at letting go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, so, and it's hard. So I, and I think that's too, you know, it's just being real with, other moms and Mm -hmm. being the first to like speak up and say hey I'm having a tough time like be that person in your friend group be that brave soul that says hey this is tough for me because I swear the hands will raise the mouths will open it'll Mm -hmm. say me too me too I agree it happens every time and even though it's you can feel very vulnerable sharing that truth it's so so important that we have those conversations yeah. So if you could go back and tell yourself one thing before you became a mama, what would that be, Lisa? It's all going to work out. Mm. It's all going to work out. Yeah, absolutely. That just gave me goosebumps. That is such a simple thing to say, but I can imagine if you had known that in those moments. Wow. I mean, yes, if we can all just accept that, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Yeah. Mm, really beautiful. And so then finally, what does being a happy mama mean to you? I think that that means um, being, ha- you know, for me it means being happy as Lisa and, and joyful as a mom. It's kind of nurturing both, um, you know, myself and my needs and then finding, you know, joy in the, in the little moments of my day and joy and motherhood that uh, that's where I really feel like it all comes together Mm. Mm. it's the balance between both isn't it thank you so much um I'm I'm so I'm so pleased that stories and and women like you are, are able to talk so openly about this I know that there will be women who connect with this 
and all of us can start to be a bit more honest about our struggles and and realise that we don't have to have it perfectly sorted and on top of everything every day. I so appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. To make sure you never miss an insight, please subscribe to this podcast and also pop on over to see the latest issue of the Happy Mama magazine at www.happymama.com.au. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.